Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Got a whale of a tale to tell you lads, a whale of a tale or two. About the flapping fish and the girls I've loved on nights like this with the moon above. A whale of a tale and it's all true, I swear by my tattoo. There was Mermaid Minnie, met her down in Madagascar. She would kiss me any time that I would ask her. Then one evening, her flame of love blew out. Blow me down and pick me up, she swapped me for a trout. God, a whale of a tail, look Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. See next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. I was stretching and rubbing my eyes and all of a sudden your hair was on my elbow. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? I've got long hair. No, you were invading my space. Well, I was like situating myself. I was putting my, pulling my feet Be ready. Me. Be ready to go. I you were just <laughs> yawning and like rubbing your eyes. eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Hypocrite. I'm not a hypocrite. You're a hypocrite. If I've ever seen a hypocrite, you're a hypocrite. A hypocrite indicates. What BS are you trying to spin up now? He's <laughs> pausing and stuttering and stuff. What does a hypocrite indicate? What we do here on Married <laughs> Movies is every single week. No, we... shut up. What the fuck are you doing? My watch just wanted to tell me what a hypocrite indicated. <laughs> <laughs> the hypocrite is you. Uh, what we do here on Married Movies is uh, we own a lot of movies and we talk about those movies uh, one a week because we're trying to watch them all. And and we have the rest of our lives to do it. We're going to be like 200 before we watch all these damn movies. So I think so. Do we, So we'll know at the end of the podcast because this is our random movie so we have to do, uh, do the random number generator on our, uh, our Google sheet now as opposed to uh, drawing a movie out of the box. Um, if I'm doing my math right... We're approaching like 500 movies watched for the podcast, right? Something like that. Um, so this is 487. Okay. So, and we are just a shade under 2,000 movies that we own. We own. But that includes everything. 1953. Right. Which includes all of our um, 30 right. so, go, so do you have the unwatched list? Um, it's not updated. Okay, so if I'm doing the math on it, roughly, because that also includes things we've gotten rid of, we actually probably only, so we have around like 1,500 to watch, okay, so we, we'll be done in like 20 years if we're, you know, if I don't buy anything ever again. So we'll never be done. <laughs> never, never. I, I, at your funeral, I'm going <laughs> to be... Screen a movie. Uh, you're not, I, I'm not a living you. What am I talking about? Um... It is January 10th, 2023. Our first movie we're watching for the podcast, of course, and last week, we... We decided to start off with a bang. <laughs> well, we the schedule was predetermined. I mean, we, we, we have an order of things we, we do here. We got to watch it at some point. It's... I know, but you could have you could have put... What else is up on the dock? You could we... put any one of those other movies over there. No, nope. everything, first. everything, all at once is for my birthday week. Yeah, but we could have just celebrated now. Who? No one pays attention to I what take these events. things way too seriously. Yes, we know, we know, we're aware. Thank you very much. Um, that made me lose my train of thought. It's January 10th. Yes, last week was our first episode of 2023, but it was our mullet nominations. Uh, they are live, so if you have not already gone to arcadeaudio.net slash the mullets 
and voted for this year's awards, please do so. Have you gone and cast your votes yet? Um, I have it up, but I have not submitted. Great. Wonderful. I'm glad you're part of the podcast. I am part of the um, podcast. I'm taking it seriously. I have to consider all of my options. I've got to remember the valid points that <laughs> I made and disregard the invalid points that you made. That's... So you're literally just going to vote for yourself no, no matter what? No, no, no. Because you yeah, took some of my nominations that I wanted to nominate. Yeah, exactly. There, well, I but think I'm going to... In my defense, I think I voted for nothing but myself because a oh, couple... Oh, because you're an asshole. No, the reason and why... And a hypocrite. The reason why... You're a hypocrite. The reason why is because a couple of the things I had is uh, ranked number one on my list, I wasn't able to nominate because you nominated some fucking horse shit instead Unblocked, but I think you did it on purpose. Like you're like, I'm gonna make a dumbass pick. I I wanted to prove to the world that you're bad at to the world to the world to the world that you're a goddamn hypocrite. No, because this hypocrite thing started right now. No, it's been going on for at least 15 years, minimum. Exactly. Throw a bottle at your tits. (laughs) Ow. Um, so go cast your votes, unlike Samantha, who's just sitting here doing nothing, um, and not voting on the thing that she's done for the past 10 years. So that's cool. Uh, before we get into today's podcast, we, I watched a couple movies. You fell asleep in one. Yeah, I had Um, a good, good nap. I'm trying to remember if there's anything else as well that I've tackled. So let's start with the thing that, uh, we started watching together. And I finished, and you did not, which was The Banshees of Inna Sharon, um, the movie that just before we start recording, recording this during the Golden Globes, uh, Colin Farrell won Best Actor uh, for a musical comedy in the Golden Globes, and Samantha's response was, that was a comedy? And I go, it was supposed to be, in parts. Uh, Samantha, what did you think of the movie? Hmm? What did you think of the movie? Oh, I was boring as fuck. And I didn't understand a single thing that they said. So if I, and I had closed captioning on, if... I can't read I, in the past 15 years, were to write down, besides this podcast history, every movie we've ever watched together, Uh I would say that Uh you've probably fallen asleep for 35% of them at some point. That's conservative. That's conservative. And it's I can go one of my greatest of challenges in life is not being a really mean asshole and being like, wake the fuck up. I'm so sorry, what? Watch. Wait, I'm so sorry. You said you're not a mean asshole? I'm not. I could be worse. If it's a movie for the podcast, I'm worse because we have a responsibility to the people that are listening to talk about the movie that we're discussing. I don't have a responsibility to anybody for anything except to myself. Why are you talking like Marissa Tomei? Because I do when I get defensive. Uh huh. So uh, I had I had a little bit more leniency on things that we're just watching for enjoyment. Look, if your dumbass wants to fall asleep in a movie that we're supposed to be watching for our enjoyment, that's fine. I don't call that enjoyment. Though. In this case, I especially gave it to you because you looked over me the first time I woke you up, and you went, "This just isn't my thing." Go <laughs> <laughs> back to sleep. I was like, "You know what? That brazen honesty, I got to give it to you." And also, by the end of it, I was kind of like, maybe she had the right idea. Yeah, yeah, I totally wasn't, did. And wasn't I'm a fan. so disappointed because I was really looking forward to it. I think we've talked before on this 
um, podcast about what a big fan of In Bruges mm-hmm. we both are. And also, I like Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri as well, which is yes. it's also Mark McDonough. Yes. Pillow Man is one of my favorite dramatic plays. Uh, you know, it, it was just not very fun. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, it didn't get much better. I was, I was with it, but when you fell asleep, I was like, okay, just building... And by the end of it, I was just like, I, I just didn't dig that at all. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really well performed, of course, but the story just wasn't for me at all. Um, I did forget. So over the end of last year and New Year's, we did watch a lot of stuff. So I'm trying to think. We talked about Glass Onion. I rewatched Glass Onion. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, uh, we talked about Strange World last week. Mm-hmm. Um. We did not, that, that's what I'm getting to, we did not talk about the other movie, we, we did, so the first two movies that both of us watched, and I'll talk about the third movie that I, I watched. Uh, we also watched The Menu um, a couple days before The Banshees and the Sharing, which is the exact opposite of how we felt about... I dug it, I Banshees loved Sharing. it, man. I fucking loved it. Uh, when you can make a good, like, dark comedy satire like that, and it's got, it checks all the boxes of, like, actors and style and cleverness and writing and humor like I I was all in on it I had a, we had a lot of people that were that were amping it up for us and they weren't wrong yeah the menu fucks and fucks hard I'm probably gonna also rewatch that sometime it, yeah soon while it's still on HBO Max it was just really enjoyable I, yeah. I just had a had a great time watching it R- Ray Fiennes is is Fantastic, my boy Ralph. I'm a, can't can't go wrong. Uh, former star of In Bruges. Uh, yeah, he's great. Nicholas Holt's great. I was talking to somebody in our, our movie league uh, over Discord about Anna Taylor Joy, who the only thing I knew her from is Split and liked her in Split, and she's like the it girl at the moment. Well, um, and Queen's Gambit. Well, of course. I mean, but it's not just that. She's like in fucking everything, and this I was like, yeah, no, I'm in on her. She's 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 great in that too. Um. Yeah, check it out if you haven't watched it yet. Uh, I, to round it out, watched a movie I've been wanting to watch off of Paramount Plus for a little while. A movie that came out in the end of September. Because um, it was a banner year for like prestige horror in the past year between... Uh, menu doesn't really fit. Uh, people were saying it did, but it's kind of like, you know... Got some horror, like, slasher potential elements to it. Uh, Barbarian. And then I watched Smile, um, which <laughs> our daughter wanted to see because of the name of it. I was like, no, 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 you're not going to see that. Um, I'm glad she didn't. Uh, yeah, I dug the shit out of that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you still have to watch it at some point. Great. Um, Can't wait. It, it, to me, I felt did, like, what the Duke wanted to do. Oh, great. It definitely don't want to see it. <laughs> It just it had a great lead performance. It had some great jump scares and some great just like general like horror gore and like monster making and like gut punches. Yeah, I, I dug Smile. Um, so definitely check that out as well. Um, but with that, I think we've summarized everything as of late, correct? Haven't had much else going on in the world. So let's get into our first movie of 2023. It was a random selection. 
Walt Disney's 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, a movie I believe is almost 70 years old. It'll be 70 years old next year. It's not as old as your mom. She, she appreciates that. I'm about to yawn. Hold on. I bet. If I yawn, I don't know if that's a cat, right? You're a cheater. Depends on how you recover from the yawn. <laughs> Jesus. For the first time ever, you can enjoy this timeless classic in a special edition DVD. It's the Disney ones that do it. Yeah. Fully restored to look and sound as it was originally intended, it also includes hours of exclusive bonus materials your entire family will enjoy again and again. There are a lot of bonus there features are. on this. Climb aboard the Nautilus and into a strange undersea world of spell-binding adventure. Kirk Douglas, Paul Lucas, and Peter Lorre star as shipwrecked survivors taken captive by mysterious Captain Nemo, brilliantly portrayed by James Mason. Wavering between genius and madness, Nemo has launched a deadly crusade across the seven seas. But can the captive crew... What? Oh, never mind. I, I read it wrong. I thought it said he. But can the captive crew expose his evil plan before he destroys the world? Featuring Norman Gimbel and Al Hoffman's memorable song, A Whale of a Tale, Disney's Academy Award winning for special effects and color art direction, 1954, adaptation of Jules Verne's gripping tale makes 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea a truly mesmerizing masterpiece. Fucking knock that one out of the park, baby! This is my contest, my year. Oh, speaking of contests, the so reading challenge, I'm up, what, 2 nothing? I believe? 2 nothing, 3 nothing. Mm-hmm. okay. Uh, game challenge, which we referenced last week. No, I don't know what you're talking about. At the end of I've this year. I've deleted that spreadsheet. Oh, yeah. bitch, I remember the score. Uh, what? That's 11-5. 13-6. Oh, even better, 13-6. <laughs> um, at the end of the year, if I've, uh, whoever's won more games, which I will have won more games than Samantha by the end of the year. Uh, the Only because you get me drunk and then make me play a word game. I get drunk. And you you still lose. I'm slow. That's the difference. Oh, God, I'm going to loop that. Uh, <laughs> um, I should also point out in that that uh, it's a film franchise. Uh, we are not allowed to tell the other person the franchise. Like Normally, like we know what we're playing for. It's got to be blind. But it can also it also cannot be something that's already been up for for something. Well, nothing. No, no. Yeah, like Child's Play doesn't count. Um, I think that's the only one because it used to be ones we didn't own. So that's the only one. Like you bought it for me because you're a fucking idiot. Uh, after you'd already won that bet. I'm a terrible gift giver. <laughs> so you just you just submit to what I've been working to trick you over. Well, because I know if I didn't do it, you were gonna do it. And no. Like, I, for once, was honoring your wishes, and you were like, you seriously and you're going to do never, it, and I wasn't, but you okay, seriously, great. You swear that you never were going to buy it? No. Okay, I'm going to sell those, and then no, that's no, done. No, 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 that's not how that works. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Nope. So, I, so, I bought this. I'm confused. <laughs> that's what I said when we started watching this movie. So... I know why I bought this movie because I I never seen it. Oh, and I never got the chance to do the ride. Oh, at I Disney went on World the ride because I only went to Disney World once when it was open. I went when I was six years old, ninety three, and the thing was broke all the fucking time. Well, yeah, it was twenty it's, minutes because it's, you're going twenty thousand leagues under the yeah, sea. Yeah, you're like literally like going underwater. Like it's a miracle nobody died on the twenty thousand leagues under the sea. It ride. was like very claustrophobic. Yeah. Um, so I was always curious about seeing the movie. Like this is, this is at one point was the 
uh, the most expensive movie ever made back in 1954. Makes sense. Um, it is regarded as one of the best like Disney live action movies, especially of its time. Yada yada yada. So I thought I bought this like years ago, right? Because this looks like one of those like, old Disney DVDs. And I open the box, and it's got this uh, this like Disney Movie Rewards like ad inside of it, and it has like Moana and like BB-8 on it, and like Doctor Strange, and I'm like. And Beauty and the Beast, I'm like, did I literally buy this in the past, like, five years? You I thought, must have. I thought I got this from, like, the, uh, like, the $5 bin at Walmart back in, like, my college days. But no, this is, like, a more recent purchase, apparently. And, uh, there, there we go. I, I did not know that. Um, so I did, I didn't know what to expect, besides, like, it's a movie that's 70 years old. You have to give it some, you have to cut it some kind of slack, You don't right? need to do shit. All right, so uh, building up to it, Samantha, tell us how you felt. Look, look. I don't remember the ride. I know I've been on it, but I don't remember it. Maybe Mm -hmm. because I fell asleep. You are the most functioning narcoleptic that's ever lived. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you're you're probably correct. No, my dad is. He falls asleep. I've seen him falling up. asleep standing up yeah, at a target. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No. Um. Look, it was fine, but you know how many times? Like, I was very bored. I did not fall asleep, even though every five seconds you're like, "You awake? You awake? Because at you one awake? point, I was just leaning on my side because I was like uncomfortable having to sit here. It looked like you were trying to position your face and your body in a way to hide the fact no, that you no. were sleeping during the movie no. on purpose. No. From no, me. No, I wasn't. I well, was just, that's how it seemed. Well, that's not how it was. Well, I know that You're now. Wrong. Uh, I'm not going to quiz you on the movie because, to be perfectly honest, about halfway through, I was like, What the fuck is happening? No, no, I knew, I knew what was happening all the time, oh. but halfway through, I was just like, Boy, we're still underwater, huh? Yeah. It was very <laughs> long in the tooth. Yeah, it's, it, it dragged. How long was it? It was just a shade over two hours. Cool. It felt. Like it was 20 hours. Here's I, th- I felt like I was watching this for 20,000 minutes. Ah. Um, I always take for granted these older movies because, like, the runtime, it's the runtime of the movie. Like, normally if I see movies, it's always like two hours and 20 minutes. Okay. It's actually like an hour 58, right? Because, like, there's going to be 10 minutes of, of credits at the end of it, and there's going to be, like, a bunch the of stuff scene. at the fluff at the beginning, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh, and like this one, like you get right into we it. We get the opening, the opening credits, or like the main credits, and then the end of the movie is the end, and then you're done. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, shit, this this is all of it. It's it's fairly slow, and I can appreciate the the art of the cinema of its time because for its time, this was like a massive accomplishment, a massive achievement. And a part of the story, it's 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 said to be a pretty faithful adaptation of Jules Verne Jules Verne's novel. Um, part of it is like reveling, like the revelry of this underwater splendor, and you know just how impressive everything is. And in the fifties, this shit was probably blowing dicks off in the theater, right? Like, absolutely. Now that doesn't mean I want to sit here and watch a scene that could have been done in three minutes go on for 30 minutes. 
Yeah. It, it needed to tighten it up, yes. get itself together, and move forward. Okay? It, it does do a good job of, le- of feeling big and feeling wondrous. But that, like, epic style of filmmaking doesn't translate into the, I can spend eight hours watching an entire television show at, without getting off of my couch, as opposed to the instant gratification of, you know, six-second TikToks. And, you know, it, it, it's just a different mode. So when you turn yeah. your, when you don't have your brain turned onto it, it, it's difficult to adjust well, when you do do it, it's got to be something that, that holds my interest sure. throughout. And this right. did not. Right. This, l- let's be honest. This is boring-ass fucking story. Okay? It's... Let's be honest. Have you ever read the book? What or... do you think? No, but neither have I. I'm okay. No, I haven't. Who is this sassy, ghetto-ass Samantha <laughs> on Married to Movies in 2023? It's a new year, new me. Oh, okay? wonderful. This is your It'll resolution? probably last I just say, this episode. I was saying, my 2024 resolution is to not be around you. <laughs> this is the 2023 Samantha. Great. Uh-huh. No, my resolution is to just be more forthright. Oh, good. Okay? That, that, that took a long time. What do you mean? You're never forthright. Yes, I am. No, you're not. What is the definition of forthright? Not you. Okay, well, that's wrong. Uh-huh. You're a hypocrite uh-huh. and a liar, <laughs> and this movie was boring. Uh-huh. No, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing and, with you. Okay, so then stop calling me out. Why are you calling me I out? I didn't call you're, you out. I was trying saying, to explain oh, no, to people. You're saying, oh, this movie, it's just the... The majesty of it and the splendor and it's just so beautiful. I'm giving it credit for where credit is due. It was boring. Yeah, it was. I'm still saying it was boring. Okay. There's an underwater funeral that literally I was like, am I at a real (laughs) funeral right now? I get it's impressive. It's 1954. We have people standing underwater for like minutes on end. Cool. Great. Scuba. Wait, was scuba diving not a thing? Yeah. So it's. And and don't get me wrong, I think Captain Nemo as a character and like the Nautilus as a concept is really good. And like there's been other iterations of that character, like that have happened that I appreciate and I'm I'm drawn to. So it's not necessarily the content that I'm not engaged with. It's just the delivery of it was the exe- boring. The execution. the execution was boring. I'm not saying it didn't look good. Could it have looked better? Sure. Could I Practically see the wires on the squid, pulling it along. Yeah, but I, man, fuck you. That's so the whole movie. I was like, "Where's the squid?" Yeah, just get me to the squid. Right. And it took like it took it took an hour and forty minutes. Exactly. So the last twenty minutes of the movie are pretty dope. Like once we get squid. Yeah, but then it just doesn't move naturally fuck and organically. You. I thought for I thought, I guess, for, I thought for seventy years old. Like, there's a scene where, so obviously, like, the, the I guess that's a good perspective. Attack, I've got to just put it in that perspective. Yeah. The squid looks better than my mother now. <laughs> I knew you were going <laughs> to say that. Um, <laughs> um, I should ask her about this if she saw this when she was five, but I don't think my grandparents took them to movies. Um, the, for being 70 years old, it looks great. So, like, the initial, like, Squid attack, like like the wideways shots of like it hitting and all. It's like okay, whatever. But like once they're like on like the ship outside, and like you said, 
the squid is flailing around, and you're like, at any moment, you think you can see, you can see wires. And they they had to go back and reshoot it in like a rainy, like dark environment, so it looked better. I was like, this looks pretty like legit, like good old school movie magic. The thing that really impressed me is when like they're back on the ship, and like one of the tentacles is like in the ship, like moving its way around. Like that's a wider shot too, and it looks like that looked better. And some CGI, like, dinosaurs in recent Jurassic World movies, you know what I mean? Like, there's a certain, there's a certain charm. To physical effects. To practical effects. We, 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 yeah, we talked about that. What did we see that was mostly practical effects versus CGI? Recently or yeah, on the podcast or like a newer movie? On the podcast. Uh, I don't remember. something that was more practical effects and we said, we said, Something similar. It's like there's a charm with yeah, it. Yeah, of course. And it, you know, like... But we were talking about... I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I feel like we're talking about something from probably the 70s, 80s, 90s, the 50s. Yeah. That's, that's it's absurd. It's a feat. It's a feat. So, like, we finally fucking get it. it it's great. But, like, all the ph- the philosophy that's waxed in between that, and you kind of mentioned, like, the story itself. So the story itself is basically, it's the 1860s, and people are dumb, um, I say that as those people at least knew the world was fucking round back then. Uh, monsters are real. Mon- but monsters are real, and they're like attacking these ships. And an expedition is uh, an expedition is set out from this guy who literally was just trying to go somewhere else, right? Like that's that's the premise: is uh, Professor Aronnax and Conciel are like trying to go elsewhere, and like mm-hmm. their ship can't take them. So like as they're stuck where they are. Uh, the government is just like, hey, inconvenience, can you want a boat? go on a boat for a few months <laughs> and like figure this out? And I'm like, that's how international travel worked back yeah, in the day? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You didn't even need a passport. That's still better than some, that's better than Southwest. Uh, hey. Topical. So they go on this mission, they find that it's not a monster, it's this like super technologically advanced ship led by this enigmatic Captain Nemo who is taking advantage of, like, the deep 20,000 leagues under the sea uh, animals and technology and food and using them for himself and trying to shape, like, his world, right? So, like, he's a genius, but he's crazy. Um, And that's basically it. But, like, in between that and this, you have Nemo, who's played, you know, by this, like, esteemed British actor. Fong... Connery. I was gonna... Faux Sean Connery. Mine, mine I said, was different. Who is this Faux Sean Connery yeah. dude? He reminded me, uh, uh, I was gonna say Flirt Reynolds. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. Like, he was like a fusion of Connery and Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you have uh, Peter Laurie, who's just permanently weird. And <laughs> I was just waiting for him to just start like. Yes. Eh. <laughs> he, 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 we'll get to him. Uh, and then. Uh, Kirk Douglas, who you could not convince me, wasn't given a script and was just drunk the, the entire, entire time. time. No, he was drunk the entire time. And the, the, those songs were not. Oh, written, sorry. In this. In sorry. The, and a seal. Yes, a seal. <laughs> a seal. Not seal. A seal. A seal. Yeah. Uh, so that just kind of. It's not very grounded until they like. It's pretty all over the place. No. Because there's, there's like a song, and then like you're there's kind a, of there's a. 
uh, brawl. Yeah, you're trying you're trying to get your footing as to what's happening. You're trying to see which white man you're supposed to be paying attention to. <laughs> no, person of color insight. <laughs> no. Um, Peter Lorre was the most yeah, oh, ethnic. And and, uh, and Aronox is played by a Moroccan man, even though he was literally as white as white can be. But once we get like into the meat and potatoes of the story, then well, not, it's just... Not real meat and potatoes. Well, no, like Actually, fish like meat. seaweed yeah, and... Yeah. Uh, did the 20,000 Leagues Under Sea invent... Uh, uh, beyond, <laughs> is that what we're finding yeah, out here? Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, then it just like grinds to this halt of like, all right, well they're stuck on the ship, and it's and, their adventure. It's, it's this their adventure, and Aranox is like intrigued by it, and Ned is just they're turning, <laughs> and that that's like an Ned hour. Feeling Ned made a guitar out of a turtle shell. Yeah. When it's it's getting into like the morals and the ethics of like what Nemo is doing versus what he could be doing on land, and it, why it, he's like the monster that's destroying these ships, basically. It's it's just not engaging to watch. It's just not. It just yeah, isn't. It, it's 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 boring as fuck. Yeah. And right? then that's my and then my biggest fear was like, all right, well, so far. We haven't had anything that's aged poorly. Mm. And then we get to, like, the cannibals. And I'm like, oh, oh yes, shit. Yes. <laughs> then yes. it's like, I'm like, as you just said, like, how white everything is. Because it's 1954. Of, of course it is. Um, and then we get to them going on this, you know, remote island with all these... Cannibals that quote, happen unquote, to savages. Be... These right. cannibals that are, that are the only people of color. It's a tribe of, of African Americans. Well, because aren't they on, like, a... Papua New Guinea or, or something like something uh, like well, that. Well, the, the place is called Volcania. Oh, no, that's no, no, the no, final no, place. No, that's the final place. Yeah, I think that they said, "Oh, we're we're close to New Guinea or something." If you want to get off, so I yeah. think it was supposed to be one of the either Papua New Guinea or, or New Guinea. And then, of course, it leads to them like not understanding to, like any form of technology, and they're standing on the ship and they're getting like electrified and they're yipping and yapping and everything else. And it's just like, well, you know. Great. At least they weren't Jews. Uh, <laughs> it's Disney in the early 50s. You know, very, very easily could have been. Um, so yeah, I, I just wanted, I wanted more earned weight and drama and depth. Particularly too, I, I gave props to the last 20 minutes of the movie. I, I more so just meant the squid stuff. Because that's, 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 that's what you come, that's what you come to see. Like, that's what everyone talks about with this movie. Mm -hmm. You know, there's going to be a giant squid. The movie starts with like, oh, there's this monster. And, like, there is a monster, is the reveal, but it's not the monster we're looking for. And then it just kind of peters along of, like, Nemo's been hurt, but Nemo's still going through with his plan of, like, and then he's attack. And then dying, he, but constipated while he's dying. <laughs> then he gets, like, shot, like, so unceremoniously, like, returning to his ship for this, like, final attack. And then it takes him nine and a half months to die. Like, it takes... That wasn't, like, a reference to anything. and just a, a number and a thing I came up at the time. Like, it takes forever for... Like, any long death parody in a movie was based off of Nemo yeah. dying yep. in 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, I feel like. And it just... The way it's done, it should feel like an earned moment. Or, like, it should feel like this aha to him. Or it should feel like... This like confirmation that he was this like villain, and it just doesn't. And then you keep going back to him, and he's still like kind of walking and you know fluttering around, 
and then he just kind of falls, and then that's it. And you're just like... And then everything... <sighs> right. like and then it's... everything just explodes. Yeah. <laughs> and then everything... Yeah, For then whatever it, reason. Yeah, then it turns into Bridge on the River Kwai. Yeah. Um, and then Ned and the the uh, Aranox and Conceal avoid... Oh, and the Seal, which allowed me to, to do... I think my favorite uh, callback while we were watching a movie uh, to The Adventures of Ford Fairlane... Didn't think we'd kill the fucking seal, did ya? Ow! Hey, baby, how's it going? It's been a while. Oh, Andrew, nice, clay. Ooh, new digs, I like them. Where can I put my stuff? I'm moving in. Sorry, we have no room for you. Oh, because of that Beetlejuice fuck, I'll beat him up. Okay, but I thought you, oh, were, no, I won't. you were nice. I'll, I'll, You'll I'll, hug him. I'm correcting myself immediately. Excuse me. I'll have Excuse a conversation. Me. I'll have a conversation with him over some tea. You, what kind of tea do you like? Hot tea. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> You're so <laughs> fucking lame. Funny. <laughs> so funny. Goodbye, toots. Oh. Sorry. Goodbye, woman I respect. <laughs> Ow! Don't wake up Jillian doing that. No, if I wake up my kid doing interest, I think they take her away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a rule, actually. Um, yeah, so the seal, like, like for three, there's like a rule of threes in this movie where they fucking trot out some Clyde and Seymour SeaWorld bullshit with a seal who just makes noise. I wrote down in my notes, uh, the seal is named C-3PO. The amount of cock blocking it does. Not that there's, also there's no women in there's not a, there's two whores at the beginning of this movie. The yeah. only women involved in this entire production. Yeah. Um, so we said white male. But this, every time, so C-3PO. The epitome. It's not necessarily like cock blocking like C-3PO does every time like anybody's gonna kiss somebody in Star Wars. He has to fucking walk into the room. But the seal is constantly arf arfing um, whenever Ned or somebody is doing something they're not supposed to. And then, of course, him and Ned strike up a friendship. They sing and, it, it and dance together. It was a female together. seal. Oh, was, was it? His name was Esmeralda. Oh, did they actually say that? Yes. Oh, I wasn't And they called her Ezzy. Oh, I don't... Ezzy could be anything. Ezzy's like a cute name. I don't know. Yeah, but it was a nickname for Esmeralda. So, so, three, so she was... Uh, clam slamming. I don't know. <laughs> what is the female equivalent of what is the equivalent there of cock blocking? There doesn't need to be. There doesn't need to be. There, yes, there does. If if I were to interrupt two females who were interested in, in having coitus with one another, and I would ruin that, but I'm not cock blocking. What but, would that be called? But the but the thing is like. They wouldn't let you. Like they wouldn't. Just, they wouldn't pay you any mind. It's not like they would be swayed by like your presence or anything. They would just do what they want to no, do. No, you not understand. Do you know what cock blocking is? Cock blocking. I'm well is aware. A... <laughs> Thank you very much. I am well aware of what it is. Has, um, hashtag we golf. Uh, <laughs> the hashtag. So, how many CDs do you have? Hashtag. Oh, look at this song um, on Windows Media Player. So you don't understand the concept of cock blocking. No, so cock I blocking, do. I'm cock just... blocking doesn't have to have malice behind it. Cock blocking could be there's a vibe going on, no, and, I'm, I, and, and I... something interrupts the vibe. So if if two women are deal are like feeling each can, other, can I ask you a question? Though? What? Like, you know that I'm I'm 36 years old, right? You know yes. I'm a grown ass woman. I but you 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 are you. I almost credited you with something that my mom asked me today, and I have to interrupt the podcast and tell you this, or if I'm going to forget, it's gonna, I'm going to lose my mind. 
Uh, sorry, everybody at home, but you'll appreciate the story. Oh, gosh. So, um, talking to my mother on the way home from work today. I'm glad that the subject of cock blocking made you think of your mother. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's a hard week for us. Uh, this is the the week where uh, my father died. This is the week where... Not like this week. <laughs> no, like like the, a couple the, the, years ago. Yeah, it's yeah, the anniversary. My father died three years ago this week. My grandmother died uh, 16 years ago this week. It's just a rough fucking week. Uh, so my mom's emotional and whatnot. And, to, to, to... and then it's also um, your birth. You were born and it's my birthday, 36 yeah. years yeah. ago. So your The most tragic all... event to her. All <laughs> been out of shape. Uh, so she was talking about how like, it's, uh, sometimes she feels like my grandmother's present in the room. And, and to try to lighten the spirits and the mood, I was like, well, that, that pig, which I got her a dollar pig from Target that's got like pink pajamas on for Christmas. And a party, party hat. hat. I, was like, I, I was like, well, it's... Funny, because I took that pig to a witch doctor, so grandma's spirit is in there, so that's what you're feeling. And, like, she said something, and she didn't necessarily get it. I'm like, yeah, that's the witch doctor thing. And she said, she goes, wait, are you serious? Did you take it to a witch doctor? And I go, no! Where the fuck would I find a witch doctor? Papua New Guinea. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I was like, mom, are you serious? <laughs> and I, I, in a roundabout way, it worked. We were laughing by the end of it, but I was like, you seriously thought I took this ceramic pig, this plastic pig, Barry Windham, and took it to a witch doctor and put my grandmother inside of it? So yes, you know the definition of cock blocking. What can we come up so we can get back to the movie? So much we don't want to talk about the movie. Can we come back to what it would be if you were to block a woman as opposed to a man? What can we call that? Instead of cock blocking. What are some slang terms for vagina? I don't know. You're the woman. We got vag. We got, um, I've stopped the content. That's bad. That's probably what it is. Uh. That's probably what it is. Oh, a twat swat. (laughs) That's what I'm calling it. That's what I'm calling it. A twat swat. Okay. I think that's a clam jam. Yeah, a clam jam. That's more like a party. Um, uh, a twat swat. I like that. A twat swat. Twat swat. Okay. That's what we're going with. Okay, we can move on. <laughs> I, just, I really had to get that out. I just had to make sure. And that was on the record as to what that was. And that's the most time spent on uh, talking about women in uh, 20,000 Leagues history. Here's a question for you. This is the first time I felt like in a very long time. That I was watching a movie, especially from like this long ago, that I was like, man, this is what should get remade. <laughs> like, this, nowadays, I feel like would work. Because nowadays, you adapt old-ass literature, and they're like, oh, we'll take this, this, and this, and, you know, we'll fluff up the rest, you know? Yeah. Whereas this being, like, literally starting with a page from the book that you had to, like, read to, like, understand what was going on, and we, we can skip that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this movie has been on the remake, uh, not shopping block, but the remake stand for quite some time. Uh, and I want to talk about uh, that. Since 2009, a remake was going to be happening, focused around uh, Captain Nemo. And it was going to be produ- uh, directed by uh, one Joseph McGinty Nickel. You might know him better as Mick G. Remember Mick G? Uh, no. He was uh, the uh, video music 
a music video director. He did a lot of uh, of um, mm. mm-hmm. uh, of stuff. He directed. So- so- sounds riveting. He directed uh, stuff for Corn and Sugar Ray. Oh yeah, and, uh, yeah. The Offspring. Cool, cool, cool. I'm not the target audience for two of those well, three bands. He was the the director of the Charlie's Angels film franchise and a fucking Terminator movie. So, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so you've seen him. Uh, he's a big old piece of shit. Of course he is. Of course. Um, and he wanted Will Smith to be Captain Nemo, but of course Will Smith turned him down. And then at one point, David Fincher was going to be doing this movie with Brad Pitt attached to be Ned. And then Brad Pitt turned it down. And then uh, Fincher then pivoted uh, to Gone Girl and then came back to it and was thinking of either Channing Tatum or Chris Hemsworth. Oh, wow. And then Disney was like, eh, we'll just give this money to another Pirates movie. <laughs> so that was off the hook. And then James Mangold was going to do it. And instead, James Mangold is now doing the next Indiana Jones movie. Oh, my. Uh, and then in 2021, August, uh, a 10-episode miniseries titled Nautilus will be... Uh, uh, Will be or has uh, was been? was is announced to be in development a Captain Nemo origin story. So as always, uh, stuff lingers for fifteen years and it just becomes a TV show, and that's the the world we live Great. in. Great, yeah, yeah. But um, let's get into MVP and LVP. I think we tackled the stuff. Uh, is there anything you particularly liked about the movie? I like the swerves. Oh boy, we're we had this a couple already. swerves. What's our swerve tally? Are you so one? Uh, so uh, I told one, you. I, so I don't remember what I specifically two, said. Four, no, it was just I have to give the most swerves of the year award on the mullets every year. So you have to do accurate tests. So how many swerves did we get? I have five swerves. What are the swerves? Um, in the beginning when uh, the trio is first captured by Nemo, mm-hmm. and he's like, um, Nemo tells um, the professor. You can stay, but your friend's got to go. Right, he's, he's going to... And the professor's like, no, I'm going with him. And he goes out there, and then Nemo actually, like, submerges the submarine mm-hmm. with them on the edge of it. Swerve! It was a test! He saved them all. Mm-hmm. That was a swerve. Yeah. And then they're having their feast. Swerve, it's all ocean food. <laughs> That's a really good one. Swerve. I want you to be like, swerve! Those women at the beginning actually had gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> no, swerve, it's all ocean food. Mm-hmm. Um... Then, blah, 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 stuff happens, stuff happens. Do you know Please tell me blah. those are your verbatim notes. The cannibals, imprisonment, swerve, land comes to the rescue. Uh-huh. Ned, Ned yeah, comes to the rescue. Ned saves Nemo from... No, that's a nether swerve. When, when, when the... Well, no. Swerve, Ned escapes and comes to the rescue oh, of yeah. everyone sure. to harpoon the giant squid. Oh, yes, okay. And then Swerve, he rescues Captain Nemo mm-hmm. too. After just being sent After, to death for like the third time. Yes. Um, and then Swerve, Nemo's ungrateful and a douche. Oh wait, that's not a Swerve. So take it so off. So four. No, that was the bit. That was the whole point. Oh boy, this is this is podcast. So I'm gonna try to remember to do this in every podcast. I do want there to be like more segmented. Like I want us to, you know, on every episode, you know. Did you like it? What did you not like about the movie? What did you not like about the movie? Favorite scene? Worst scene? We'll make sure MVP, LVP, and Swerves. Let's make sure we, we remember. Okay. It's on, that's on you. It's not on me. It is on you. Well, then Take we're... Take some responsibility. We're going to talk about this again on the <laughs> <In May. laughs> 2024 Mullet Awards. Where your winner will be 20,000 leagues under the sea. <laughs> uh, do you want to start with MVP or LVP? We can start with... I mean, I'm indifferent. Either one, really. Uh, I have two for each. 
Um, we'll start with LVP. Uh, I have Peter Laurie written down. Be- so to be honest, there's only like five people to talk in this movie. Yeah, yeah. There's not a really large cast. Uh, so Peter Laurie, to me, is always a mixed bag. He's a former MVP on this podcast. I believe he won for the Maltese Falcon, if I want to say. Um, he's better as that like creepy mysterious right. villain. Not like he's trying to be like the straight man in this. Yeah, when he does, yeah, he's the straight man, but also he's like he's the sidekick. Like I, I the don't sidekick, want, and then the sidekick yeah. again. Yeah, I don't he's want, sidekick to both. Yeah, I don't want Peter Laurie as like fucking Andy Richter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I want Peter Laurie to be like like old Dennis Hopper. You know. Uh, so he, I just think he was miscasted. Also, one thing I can't say, another reason I want this movie to be remade is I'm glad we figured out like microphones and sound ad, sound editing and it's advanced way it is because I feel like every single thing he said he had to redub over because his mouth and the volume that was coming out of his mouth half the time was like two totally different levels. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I, the reason I remember this is because as I was reading the box, and I made that uh, gesture of like, man, look how much stuff is up here in the bonus materials. But my eye noticed ADR. And I was like, what? what is this? Uh, there's an exclusive audio presentation where Peter Lorre's ADR tracks are one of the bonus contents on this thing. Uh, gives the listener a glimpse into the process of dialogue replacement for the scenes before they were trimmed and edited into the feature film. I'm like, Great. bullshit. This motherfucker was so drunk. <laughs> and he's got him out in the middle of fucking who knows where. Like, recording, you didn't have the technology of a boom mic to capture him the right way, so he's had to go back in and record all the shit, or he can't hear him. So he was one. The other one was the guy that played uh, Nemo's first mate, um, a.k.a. the only other member of the crew that ended up having dialogue or wore oh, anything the, different. the big guy? The tall, like, like grayish hair guy yeah, with, yeah. like, the silver, like, long sleeve. He just stood around the whole movie, barely said anything, when he did, it sounded off. And then in the fight that he had with Ned at the end, he had some of the funniest reaction and non-reactions to punches I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, Ned hits him with a punch, and I swear, he, like, immediately went stiff and, like, fell backwards <laughs> like like he was dead. And I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? I'm just assuming that everyone's just fucking drunk. Um, so those would be my two nominees. Uh, you could, you could... Yeah, I think either one I'm fine with. I... I, I think it, I'm more inclined to go the uh, the, the the lesser but, guy because yeah me too like I I think you're right like Peter Lorre was like the sidekick but I don't think he was too I think Peter Lorre was the original Christopher Walken in that yeah, that's how, how he is, is he, number one the look I mean those guys' eyes start in front of their yes. nose but like everything he says like the delivery and the tone and the you know the incantations aren't necessarily correct <laughs> but they have this charm to them that make that you remember the performance and i think that's valuable in a movie like this compared to the other guy who just was whatever so uh robert j wilk is the uh the lvp of Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea uh mvp i think it's an obvious two horse race um and i think i know based on your comment earlier where we're going um I'd heard a lot about James Mason as Captain Nemo and that he was, this is like an all time. And I was like, I think people just easily impressed. I still have him on my I, list. I just thought it was being, 
I know, like, we nominated it for the show, but we haven't done it for the show yet, but in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, mm-hmm. I just, I feel like it's, like, Sean Connery from that movie, where it's, like, a little bit of life, and then the most boring adaptation of, like, a Shakespeare drama. And, like, that is what James Mason is. Or what's his name? Did I say it right? Yeah, James Mason. Yeah. I I thought he got the part or whatever parts he had. I don't know. I've, I don't think I've ever seen him in anything before. I think anything he's gotten, it's because he looks like he could be Sean Connery. And he's, I mean, he was acting before Sean Connery was acting. Well, sure. cool, man. <laughs> he, he, was, he was fairly charismatic early. And it, some of, some of the, uh, the mystique around what was happening, I felt he carried with it. Yeah, because he didn't talk for parts of it. And when he did, it was like... Shorter, bless you. Thank you. He, I, I don't know, I... He had this, like, collected it's because, craziness to him. Sure. That I appreciated. Sure. And it's this was beard. going, this was going on at the same, maybe, this was going on at the same time where I was convinced that Kirk Douglas thought everything around him was real. Because no, I was... he did. He, he made friends with that seal. And they got married. so just, like, almost like Popeye. Maybe it was the shirt. <laughs> Just, like, kind of this, like, cartoony ball of energy. And then as the movie progressed and, like, he was kind of unflappable in it, it became incredibly endearing. And his attitude and his reaction to characters and situations just just won me over by the end of it. So I think it's Kirk Douglas. Yeah, and I think also he just... He just was so opposite of the others around him yeah that and not in a jarring way like when he came into a scene or he added dialogue or 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 action or something like that it wasn't jarring like like misplaced it was like that's an appropriate reaction like i can relate to a little bit more in this scenario if i was you know all of a sudden on this submarine and you know put in the as a prisoner and then fed ocean food and then you know have to sing with a seal like absolutely i i mean it's also it's kirk fucking douglas i mean he's an icon of cinema he lived to be a fucking 103 years old he died right before covid and was like yeah he wasn't gonna live through covid but oh my god <laughs> we figure he like he went on from this which at the time was like one of the biggest movies ever and went right into fucking Paths of Glory and Spartacus and, like, starting fucking Kubrick's career. Like, and then, of course, being, like, the patriarch of this famous Hollywood family and stuff. Kirk Douglas is the fucking man. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're going to give it to Kirk Douglas. Because he, he very much carried himself in the way I would expect that character to be. I, I wouldn't Absolutely. Have, I, I, I remember Kirk Douglas as being an old man in things. Um, but, like... That character is the Hollywood rugged, dashing, a brouhaha, swinging, punching, singing lead, and I think in that regard he he crushed it. So we're gonna go with Kirk Douglas for the MVP of Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Um, can you can you give us a couple minutes of what you remember about the ride? I just remember that you're like. You're in, like, the big, um... Like, there's, like, the lagoon there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But all I remember, really, is, like, you know how on 
some of the rides, like, um, there's, like, the reception area before you go into, like, the actual part. I just remember, like, the reception area, obviously all dark wood, mm-hmm. dark, dimly lit. Sure. And I just remember the porthole. Yeah. Like, I- a golden porthole, and then it just, like, would fill with water. Like, that, that, that's, like, all I can remember. Mm-hmm. I because remember... Because, when did it close? 94, 95? Yeah. Or maybe a little later. I went in 93... And I remember standing in line for something else. I want to say it was Mr. Toad. Um, and because it's where that lagoon is. And you could see like the top of it. And there was a sign that says 20,000 Leagues is, you know, closed for, you know, technical purposes or whatever. Um, and I just remember like hearing like the rides you either didn't get a chance to go on or you barely went on have this like mythical aura to them. If you follow, like, any sort of, like, theme park news or people used to go back in the day. And that was one where it's like, man, it was, like, 20 minutes. And, like, you know, it just it never worked. But, like, God, it was great. And it was just, like, this time of, like, innocence yeah. <laughs> in, like, theme parks. Where it's like, God, I would love to have that ride where, like, I never got to do fucking Body Wars. I always wanted to do Body Wars. you ever do Body Wars? Never did Body Wars. Uh, did I do Body Wars? I may have done There's body a great, wars. I think I've mentioned Defunct Land on the show before. I might go back and rewatch this. Um, they did a, a video on Body Wars and they uh, talked about like the, the end of that ride because that ride lasted, I think, to like the early 2000s. I think it closed right before I went to Epcot with Andrew in 2003. Um, and how like they would keep the ride running and like there's people that would just go on that ride by themselves and like the person like, that's the host of the ride or is turning it on. We'll just have like a full blown conversation with you <laughs> just to keep like the timing of everything out before they turn the ride on. It's fucking riveting. So that's one, uh, alien, uh, extraterrestrial encounter. I never got to do that. I hated it. Yeah. I loved it. It was like the scariest thing I've ever ride. And I've there's, there's on. even things like that are either there now or that I did do that. I like, I only ever did snow ride scary adventures once. I, I know, I know. Once is enough. Yeah, I only ever did that once. Mm. Uh, I've only done Peter Payne's flight, I think, once. Because it's still like a 40-minute wait, and that's not very good. Um, Shut the I only got to do Mr. Toad once, which is why I want to go to Disneyland and do it again, because I fucking love that ride. Watch, I'm going to go, and it's going to be fucking terrible, probably. No, you'll just get jostled a lot. My mom really loved that ride, too. Um, My mom remembers all of these things. Yeah, but I, I wish I could go and, and, and experience this again. It was just a simpler a simpler time. Um, I was going to say this makes me want to like watch some of the other live action movies of the time for Disney, like Swiss Family Robinson and some of the other ones. I'm like, no, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no, I pass. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Again, there's there's nothing inherently wrong with it. It just hasn't aged well for our generation. Mm-hmm. I think that's the fairest review I can give to it. I think that's that's appropriate. But. Uh, let's score it so we can find out what's coming up next. Uh, you technically, how are we doing this now for, I, I pulled the number and you read it last time, so you'll pull the number and I'll read it. So if you're pulling the number, who should be the person pulling the number is the one that drew it technically, or the person reading it should be the person's pulling it. You have no idea what I'm talking about. No. Whose turn is it to draw? That's that's what I'm asking. No, it's it's not about drawing. It's about scoring first. Right, but you that's what I'm saying. you read. Yes. Because I drew it, or you read 
and you do. No, because that gets fucked up sometimes, depending on how much it okay, is. Okay, so... Hold on, I can, I, I can... No, I can solve this. Hold on. I still have my cards. Going into the... Going Just score it first! No, Just give no. it a fucking score! No, we have a system. All right, I'll give it a score. No, hold on. Well, hold on. Oh, oh this is old. Never mind. Hold on. This ain't gonna work. Why tell, does it make me do this? Tell me what movie you're talking about, because I have it here. I have it here. Hold on. I Wait. have it in front of me, too. What was the last? You don't have you don't have the you don't have the individual scores. I do, and I can tell you who did it first. No, no, no. shush. Rocket Man was a nomination. Grinch was Jillian picked. Blood Money was random. So who picked Blood Money? I don't know. I don't have you that. picked Blood Money. So it means I picked this. So you score it first. Okay. I'm gonna give this movie a five. A five. Okay. I'm seeing a six. Yeah, so I think it, I mean, it, look, it was fine. It was fine. It wasn't as bad as I felt like it could have been from the start, but it was way too long. I did enjoy the seal and the energy of Kirk Douglas. Before I forget the animals, we I, I, at one point I knew you were awake because they were like taking oh, large. No, man. They these were large fucking, tortoises. I wasn't I'm so underwater, mad. and you were like, "You better not do anything to those turtles." That's not real. I was like, "They better not be eating those turtles." And then the next scene, fucking Ned Land has a fucking guitar made out of a turtle shell. He had to take the rest of the movie. Now I don't think it was those turtles. It was probably previous turtles. That they also. Oh yeah, every turtle. Deshelled and yeah. cooked up. Yeah, absolutely. P- Where is PETA? Did PETA exist in 1954? Uh, I don't know. They probably organized because of this movie. I think PETA back then was people eating tortoises at all. <laughs> what? I don't know. All right, so so the way we'll do it from now on is it's it's your turn. So you pull up the random number generator, and I will read the movie. So, Samantha, you are going to give me a number between 1 and whatever you said earlier. Uh, 1953. We're going off the master list, right? Because the unwatched list isn't accurate. Okay. You still haven't figured out. Okay. So All give right. me a number 1 in 1953. No, no, no. F- from the n- don't give me a number from your mind. Oh, I thought you were No, the, the number generator, you nincompoop. Oh, man. Okay, hang on. No, I don't want to know what bullshit number you're going to come up with. 19 what? 53. 1953. 1801. 1801. Near the bottom of the list. 1801. Sorry, I just started going up because I didn't think it was going to be anything. 1801 is... Oh my God, are you kidding me? We're stuck in this literary world. Treasure Island. Oh my gosh. Which unfortunately, lower your expectations, I think this is a dollar store Treasure Island it's I bought. It's not the Treasure Island. I like think the... it's with Eddie Izzard. Oh gosh. Uh, give me one second. I will confirm when this was made. It was recently. Uh, hold on, let's go to Eddie Izzard himself. I'm almost positive it's Eddie Izzard. Uh, da, 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 da. Filmography, film, where is it? Oh, maybe it's not. I don't know. Well, you'll find out in a couple months what <laughs> this Treasure Island is. it with Orson Welles? No, 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 is no. Is it Bobby Driscoll? I don't even know who that is. Treasure Island. Is it Muppet Treasure Island? Nope, it's just Treasure Island. Yep, it's 2012's Treasure Island. 
It was a T. Oh my God! Are you? This is three hours. What? It's a TV series. All right, hold on. I, this is unprecedented. I'm gonna have to go upstairs and see for, for sure what this is. Uh, I don't think that this should count. Well, is that's why a, I'm gonna go find out. So I'm gonna go grab Made it for TV I'm movie. Go grab it right now and confirm. It was Elijah movie. Wood? Samantha, talk for a minute. What? I know. That's not advised, especially because you don't edit these any longer. You just let it ride. I think that that's a terrible idea. You probably should have brought this portable recording device with you up the stairs into the loft area to find this movie. And then you gave the commentary because this is painful for both me and the audience listening. I'm, for fuck's sake, I'm back. <laughs> All right, so yeah, it is the... Eddie Izzard, Elijah Wood, Donald Sutherland, Treasure Island that was seen on Sci-Fi. Um, Are you out of breath from running yes. down the stairs? Yes, I was moving quickly because I don't want to leave. It's 183 minutes. I believe... Where the fuck do you think I'm going to find three hours to sit and watch this movie with you? Hold on. It's a two-part television drama. I think this doesn't count. I think is what we're saying here. That it's a two-part made-for-TV movie. Now... But but some of those Hallmark movies, the Christmas movies, no, no, are made-for-TV. Made, so that's different. How is it different? They're made-for-TV. It's not a multi-part. They're like one isolated thing. What about thing. 30 for 30? That's one isolated thing. There's not like... It's not like, come back tomorrow and... Well, we did watch the U part one and part two. Those are those are made within different years. That's okay. like a movie and a sequel. Now, the counter to this is like It. The original It. Which we also have. So, how do... So, we've never crossed this bridge before. How are we... I, I thought... Would, like, I would see what... what uh, I'm not going to ask Rich. Podfather nah. thinks... Everything about this is like TV. This is a pri- This is an Emmy thing. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's a two-part made-for-TV movie. Yeah, I mean, it's classified as a TV series on IMDb. It is classified as a TV series on IMDb? It is. So can you look up It in 1990? It says TV series specifically? It says specifically TV okay, series. So look, up, so look up It 1990. Also says, oh, TV miniseries. All right, so I would say, ugh, God damn it! All right, let's draw another one. I'm making an executive decision. We're throwing this out. I'm literally, not, I'm literally throwing this away. I'm not gonna watch this. I'm gonna watch a three-hour. Delete it. I thought this was just like a 90-minute. Haha! Look what Elijah Wood did for money on Sci-Fi as a movie. I'm not All gonna right. watch this. Okay, bullshit. you ready for your new number? Yes. Two seventy-seven. Hold on, let me take this off the list. Yeah, delete it. Where's eighteen oh one? I don't know how to do this on my phone. I can do it. No, you do it. I got it. What was the number again? 277. 277. Nope, went way too far. Okay. 277. Born on the 4th of July. All right. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruising it up. Oliver Stone. Sad Vietnam drama. Which I've never seen. Oh, really? Never seen Blockbuster. I think I've only seen parts of it. Yeah, I've never seen it before. It was one of the, I think I picked up at Blockbuster many moons ago. Uh, what I'll do is, I, I, will set, I, will not get, I will set Treasure Island aside. We have a little 
pile that's accumulating. We have that with the Scorsese shorts. I will bite the bullet and I will watch these things at some point, put them on as Patreon exclusives. You only, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I will figure oh, I'll figure it out. Um, I, we will cross the it bridge when we come to it, I guess. Because that's, yeah. the, I mean, I, I think they're basically one and the same in terms of what they're classified as. But one is it and is, is got fucking got Tim Curry, one of the best scary performances ever, ever. And this one's got Donald Sutherland look like he's about to die any second. So, you know, that's executive decisions is, is what's being made here. Uh, but for, Born on the Fourth of July is not going to be watched for quite some time because next week, everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once. Then we got uh, our guest star series coming back with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Then we have Young Frankenstein. Then we have The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Then we have The Wedding Singer. Then we have Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And then we're going to give out some winners. And then I think we get to Born on the Fourth of July. So we got a couple months. It might be the Fourth of July. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> no, it'll be March. Um, well, that's poor planning on your part. That's poor planning by God giving us that movie when it gave it to us. Uh, but thank or it's you. poor planning on your executive decision. Oh, because nothing says March like treasure, three-hour treasure island. I mean. No, not doing it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married Movies. We encourage you, as always, go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you go to patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. Finally got the second Married with Podswoggle up. It was about six months late, but you know what? Better late than never. Um, that's for bonus content, not just from the show, but all the shows in our network, like the Blank Slate that you can find uh, Samantha and I on pretty much every single month doing our uh, drafts. Except for the month topics. that you guys left me out. Because you were celebrating a different holiday than we were celebrating. Um, Facebook.com slash Married Movies at Mary W. It was Hanukkah on when you Twitter. did. Don't interrupt my plugs. Because you lose your train of thought and then you can't finish them? Yeah, because I don't know what I just said. On Twitter. Mary with movies at gmail.com. That's what you think of the show. Uh, also, make sure on the Arcade Audio Network you are, if you like wrestling, listening to Podswoggle for our very, very brief run here in January for Royal Rumble Month. At your host, Malt38, on Instagram for you. At Jam with your Sam. And lastly, in the wrestling world for me, arcadeaudio.net slash podbloggle for my retro wrestling diary. Well, this week, hopefully, if I am able to watch it tomorrow night and get it typed up in time, will be the first three hour in your house, ground zero. Uh, also, for me, I'll go ahead and plug if you're in the Chicago area. Um, I'm a writer for Let's Sleeping Dogs Lie, uh, which you can find, I believe, every Saturday at the IO Theater in Chicago. At 10 o'clock. At 10 o'clock. Thank you. You know better than I do. Um, so yeah, check that out if you You're want live comedy. the worst. Yeah, pretty much. I'm rusty. I have, to, I have to carry every other fucking house and bag and shit on this show. What so, the fuck is that supposed to mean? I don't know. I'm still tired from going up the steps that quickly. <laughs> oh, man. Your ass wasn't going to go do it, as evidenced by what I just said. Doing everything for this show. Making sure you stay awake. You 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 do a poor job of that though. I don't aware because you have a sickness, you have an illness. That's what I've been trying to tell you when you yell at me. Oh no, I don't mean because like I have an illness. I have no. You're just a lazy person. No, I'm not a lazy person. I have an illness that causes that. I'll take you to the witch doctor. I know. <laughs>
For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. Is that song been canceled or can I play it right now? <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Play it. And then put a seal underneath. I told a witch doctor I was in love with you. I told a witch doctor I was in love with you. And then the witch doctor, he told me what to do. He said that... I told the witch doctor you didn't love me true. I told the witch doctor you didn't love me nice. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.